Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Morning. I mean, podcaster it, people. I'm kind of hyped this morning. It's You're a good hyped. morning. Hyped. Hyped. Yes. Yeah, sun's like coming in from behind you. Like there's Do I look angelic or more uh, just hot. Because <laughs> I'm just kind of sweaty. I wouldn't say you're hot. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? No, it's like not a, in the attractive sense. More no. in like the temp sense. Yeah. Like you look like you might be uh, sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Good day. I need to, so, I need to move the, last couple of days. The shade. Hold on. Let me move the shade here in Miss. Cast some shade here in Mississippi. Like it went from like super hot to then the humidity dropped for no reason. We, we got, got a little bit of breeze. Last night was about perfect. Yeah, it hit low seventies with a little breeze, but not not too cool that you needed to pull over and you could just kind of like go for a little walk and hang out. My mood is so tied to two things: food and weather. No, well, uh, three things. <laughs> we could probably add four or five, but I was trying to attempt a segue. Two, these things are all true. So food, yes. If you've ever hung out with us on like a bank marketing trip, you know, I'm trying to find us the best the best meal, the best experience, all of that. Weather, I mean, just a good day of weather. Just, I mean, just, I really wish I did have some somebody to blow sunshine up my rear end because I, I just. Can you say that on this podcast? Uh, yeah, I was no. going to say freak you out, yeah, but you I didn't say I can't. Anyway. Just for someone to sprinkle a little sunshine on your life. Yes. But the other one, the A number one thing that affects my mood is music. Do say so. And we had a request from a very good friend of the podcast to do a whole podcast. Talking about music. On music. Really? We did. We did. But, well, it won't be all about music because we segue a lot. But we'll keep the the little string of connectivity. So, so note to you. To the music. To so whomever. we're going to talk about music, but there's some other things that will come The girl up. banker, I don't know if I name dropped her. Hold you on. Don't let me pick that up. Her. Ask us to do a, a podcast on music. But I don't. So, I, so blame her if you don't like this and you want to turn it off. You can. But um, I think it wasn't so much about using music in bank ads. It was no, just, just ranting just on music. Just us talk about music. Yeah. And I was thumbing from Montgomery, had my guitar on my back, when a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac. And he was, was dressed like 1950, 1950 half drunk, drunk and hollow-eyed. It's a long walk to Nashville. Would, Would you, you like, like a, ride, a ride, son? Do you know those lyrics? Do you know them? <laughs> anyway, I don't know how much this is going to be have, about music. I have some lyrics for you from uh-huh. our requester that oh, I would really? like to see if you know this for song. For Natalie Bartholomew? Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, this song... It starts a little slow, and it's and the lyrics go something like, start tearing the old man down, run past the heather, and down to the old road. What's the heather? I don't know. Well, heather? I, they, start turning the grain into the ground, roll a new leaf over. Sounds like Midwest kind of farmland. It is. Farmland, and they like, say in like the middle golden. of the night, there's an old man shredding around in the gathering rain. Shredding around. Hey, mister, if you don't want to walk on water, oh, could you drop a line my way? And you know what the chorus says? I don't know. What do you think it says? How would I know? Nobody's ever heard that song. It goes, Omaha, somewhere in middle America. 
Oh, where they play baseball. That's right. That's where they have the College World Series. And you know who's not there? I'm not. You baited me into this. (laughs) I've been baited in. (laughs) Abort. Abort. Uh, I know who's in. Let's talk about who's in. So uh, Let's talk about who's in, not who's not in. How about that? I think we just started tearing both of us down with this. Yeah. Down through the heather and down the old road. Yeah. So, is this in? They're in Omaha. 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 Mississippi State. They're in. They're in. Vanderbilt. Bandy. Three SECs. Uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Texas. Stanford, I believe. And I'm missing somebody. But anyway, I'm getting pretty close off the top of my head to get yeah. in. You do pretty good at bar trivia. Uh, somewhere in middle America. Mm. Arizona. Zona. That's it. You missed it. If you're right to the heart of the matters, it's the heart that matters more. I think you better turn your ticket in. If you were cheering for Arkansas, you get your money back at the door. I think I think you might have just lost a friend. Ah, I don't it's know. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry, some of us can't make it to Omaha this year. That was the most in public inside joke ever. But um, it's funny. It's funny. So uh, I guess I don't know. I didn't laugh at it. Just noted. So speaking, out speaking, speaking of speaking of music and speakers and segue into it, the Sonos speaker stuff that we were talking about oh, earlier. Yeah. Sonos. If you go to IKEA, Sonos now is making so so they've they, they introduced. Everyone's trying to make something that's not a speaker that has a speaker in it. Well, now. that's kind of like banking. I think is what the thing is. Is like let's do it. Sonos, the speaker company, and IKEA, the you know flat pack furniture company, have pioneered the the speaker lamp. The speaker lamp. I've been seeing a lot of the speaker cooler. Speaker online. cooler. They you're, don't you're, have that. It's like a a cooler with speakers, but I'm kind of like, what you, does it? It's something about it makes me think I'm going to get electrocuted. Yeah. But now they have they have um, unveiled the speaker art. Um, it's like a basically it's a speaker in the middle of a big frame that you've like stretched fabric over. Oh, because why? I, mean, it's still, it's like, I need my paintings to play music <laughs> that I don't have. I don't know. I've seen these speaker towers now that you like put in the middle of a room and it plays 360 around the room. Yeah, that that, I'm just, that, 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 that just feels like it's impossible. It's, it feels like a like Sammy these, Hagar is their spokesperson, by the way. Well, I'm trying to bring back the music, but I, I think it's just like this. I think we're in the land of fake innovation. Like my mentor, Mr. Dwayne Birch, worked at. Procter rest, and Gamble, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, worked at Procter and Gamble. Worked in the product side, and in, and one of the things he loved to talk about because he was you know the big part of his career was at this like advent of used to go to the grocery store, like the war for the aisles. And uh, oh yeah, and they would see where you could get your package well, eye level, front of the shelf, bright red, orange color. But for a long time, toothpaste. There were three boxes of toothpaste. Like the, there was no toothpaste aisle. Yeah, it was Colgate Crest. And there was a toothpaste section, close up, yeah, Aquafresh, yeah. and you know these guys just started going crazy putting stuff in there nobody asked for, whitening with spearmint, peppermint flakes. You, you can of get with gold with scope without scope whitening. You know, like this, like it's you, disrupting. Josh, it's innovation and, and disruption. Well, I, everything's got to be disrupted. But that's the thing is. Uh, it's 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 fake innovation for shelf space. They figured out I've got, you know, in that day, mom's in the grocery store. We need to create doubt that she might not have toothpaste at home, or may not have the best toothpaste, or may not be taking care of her family well enough. All I remember is it had to have the ADA seal of approval on it. I don't oh, no. know why that got sold to me growing up, but I was branded that if it didn't have the ADA, American Dental Association seal of approval on it, 
you didn't buy it. Nine out of ten dentists recommend Colgate. Because the one that doesn't wants them cavities so he can keep the business open. You know there was a focus group on that that, like, we can't say ten out of ten. Nobody will believe it. Why would we even state it if everybody recommends it? So nine out of ten would be perfect. Because you know there's one person out there who's like, don't give me that Colgate. I want the Aquafresh. Yeah. But bite a tree branch and oh, rub it around. Get some birch and brush your teeth with yeah. it. My grandfather actually used to joke about that. But uh, speaking of retail and shelf space, have you been in a belt lately? No. As in the retailer? I'm not. So short story that's really irrelevant, but uh, I was at a soccer tournament and a short rain burst came through while I was watching the daughter play her competitive soccer and left my sunroof cracked because it was a very humid, hot day in the South. Mm. Got back to my car. I was few hours out of town at this tournament last weekend had left the sun repeat previously as i just mentioned repeating myself and there was a little bit of water in the it's seat a little bit of water in the seat little bit. didn't notice it sat down not the most comfortable thing to spend the next few hours with a wet bottom mm-hmm. so near the soccer fields was or uh, a shopping center that had a Belk in it. Mm-hmm. And it was the closest to there because I was looking for a Target or a Walmart. Or so I said, there's a Belk right here. Run over in between games real quickly. Find some new undergarments. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting in the wet rain for the afternoon. So I run in. It's a weirdly different experience from the way I remember Belk as a child. I, I'm not a retail guy. You know that. I don't mm-hmm. I do not do retail. I'm an online freak or whatever. Everything I ordered delivered to the front door. You shop local but online. Shop lo- I do. I do. There's nothing more local than your front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, trademark. John Hashtag, Oxford. John. Hashtag John Oxford. So there's nothing more local than your front door. But anyway, uh, so the inventory was nil. I mean, I found some, but when I say about that, like, what do you I mean, mean, the whole like store. There's like, like nothing in the store. Like, it's like just a random shirt on a hanger here. Over here is like a random dress for some. Like, it's just, it's as if like the place looked like it had gotten completely picked through, but it was just like a normal day. There was no I don't like, think that's a universal experience. I don't think no, belks are like that it, everywhere. Well, I'm going with this one, and I'm not going to say where it was because I don't want to like offend the the township of where we were. Oh. The floors were all spotty, like the old like gray carpet was all spotted up. There was no one working there. You couldn't find anyone. That is the experience I had, so that is my experience with retail right now. And so mm-hmm. I looked around, went over, found some, like, bin that had you know, whatever underwear I needed. I got it to walk up front. There's a guy in front of me in line, the only register I could find. And, you they put it, like, in the middle of the yeah, clothes. Just, yeah, just, like, random. So you have to, like, go find and this And that whole little... merchandising thing, they'll, they'll get up there and try to find us to check out, and they'll find five more items. You know, it's like 1950s thing. Yeah, so it's in the middle of this, like, grouping of, of garb, and I find it, and... What I had forgotten about... Just so you know, what I do at these stores when I go, because I'm me, I start like yelling Marco Polo kind of style, like, Hello? Hello? Is this this the sales rack? Is there somebody around? I I swear I do that. I'm going to walk out of here with this, because, you know, it's like that silly rule people say, if the car doesn't go through, it's free. Must be free. Must be free. But yeah, I, I will... Obnoxiously like yell in the store because you'll get to one of these little. Stanches. I wanted to. There was and, nobody there. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like you get to one, like nobody's there. You look around it anyway. To your point, and I was because it doesn't matter. But the yeah. first two I found were I like the store. Were, Let's were make un- it go. We're unguarded. Yeah, unmanned or womaned. And so I go to the next one. I find a lady there, and there's a guy in line in front of me. So I'm like, okay. And he had like two things. I'm like, this can't take long. I forgot that Belk when you check out. Oh, the credit card. Well, they want every piece of data you ever had. I'm surprised you're not giving blood on the checkout. Yeah. I mean, I was just sitting there listening to her go through her spiel to try to sell you a credit card. 
give me your email, your phone number, your address, like all this data. And I started thinking, man, they might have had it right in the days past to get the data so then they could mine it and sell you and send you all those coupon flyers and those. But I was like, this takes forever as far as a sales experience. So I'm sitting there waiting with wet pants, by the way, in the wrong place. So I'm sitting there waiting. Is there a right place? Yeah, I mean, if it's on the like cuff of them, no big deal. So anyway, you're waiting there, and this checkout experience, I mean, I want to say it felt like 30 minutes. It was probably in reality like eight, but I sat there, sat there. Finally, I get up to the front. I look around. I'm like, this is not a good experience. So I hand the lady my little three-pack, and I say, I'm in kind of in a rush. Uh, I don't want to do all the like stuff. You just ring me up and let me get out of here. You know, like, I don't want to do, like, your name or do you have a rewards card? Do you have a... And she looks at me and she says, you'll like this, Josh. She says, how about 40% off for your information? And I was like, this is odd, but okay. So she pulls out a coupon from, like, a mailer that, like, I don't know if management would want her to do that, but whatever. And she scans the coupon, which I obviously didn't have, scans my purchase, and then I give her my email, my name, and my information. So she basically sold me with a discount for my information. Because I, I literally said to her, I don't want to do all that. Just Can I just pay you and go? You know she gets bonus. Don't, she has to get bonus. And she said, how about, no way she how about 40% off for, or it was, I think it was 40, but how about 40% off for your information for a second? And I was just like, weird, but okay, that saves me real money and real value. Yeah. And so I get back to the ball field, go change, go sit there two minutes later. How was our sales process? Another sale going on at Bell. Like just automatically emails just right there, right yeah. after I left. And I was like, I just bought three pairs of underwear. Like it wasn't like I was We're not Mr. Loyalty experience yeah. guy but here. They, but they know that. I'll tell you one, I, I'm trying to unsubscribe and there's a dark pattern. If you don't know, dark patterns are like where you try to get keep people from unsubscribing that still can spam compliant. If you don't know what a dark pattern is, you can Google this or try to do it. Try to shut down your Amazon account. Oh. Watch the YouTube video of like someone trying to... Try to turn off ADT as oh, your yeah. security system. When you move, oh my gosh, yeah. you can't do it. Like that, but, you can't do it. It's impossible. But, but I, um, Joanne, the fabric like craft store, you know, I do some crafting. I need a sewing machine to do the fabric liners of some of this stuff I do. If you didn't know that, I make leather stuff and purses and bags. <laughs> and Detail. Yeah. yeah wa let me throw in the wallet with a deep manly wallet. Whistle. I make purses. Wallets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Handbags and purses. My dad called me and said, what are, you what are you doing? So I said, I'm making a purse. And there was just this quiet on the other end of the phone. I was like, it's... It's 2021, and I'm just making it. Anyway. And I'm going to get $400 for it. Uh, More. Yeah. Uh, if you, but speaking of that, if you need overpriced leather goods, find Brocker Leather, B-R-O-K-K-R. Anyway. Do they have to enter their name and number and email, and do, you, do they, they get a survey their, and a constant barrage? No, all of, they have to do is enter their credit card number, and I'll make them a custom leather good. Anyway, can I get a mask like a murder mask, like the uh, what's the what's the Texas Chainsaw guy? Can I get that's leather made face? Out of human flesh? Can you make that? It's uh, if you give me your information. Does that involve the, my human flesh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll need your face for that. Okay, uh, it's kind of hot over here anyway. As I said, it just melt off here in a minute. Pick it up, but, and make a mask. Anyway, I don't even feel like telling the story now. <laughs> Joanne Fabric sends a lot of emails. Everything I noticed today is a doorbuster. What is a doorbuster? It means people are kicking down the doors to get their. I, I thought a doorbuster sale was like the 
get there early, like I got to get in, and just everything's a discount. Like this is how what these people believe about their target audience, and maybe true is like uh, we're primarily women, and them women like them discounts, and it's, you know they tell their husband, you know, I I spent four hundred dollars today, but. It would have been a thousand dollars. That I, that, like I love old, that story. That old mindset. I just feel like that's pervasive everywhere, and like everything, everything. It's like Hobby Lobby. Everything's always on sale. You just have to show up the day. If you want a picture frame, you have to show up the day that picture frames are on sale. Well, if you remember and Google this, or we can Google it because I'm gonna hit the high level narrative of it. It was about five or six years ago. J.C. Penney hired a different CEO. And you know, big re- clothing retailer, especially in the South. And the I don't know if it's a man or woman, but they tried to. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna say they. They tried to uh, change it to be higher end and get rid of you know everything. If you walk through a J.C. everything is sale. Like everything's for sale. It's not nothing is. I don't know if they bring it in and market it at a, re- at a higher retail to then bring it down to what the actual retail is and call it a sale. I don't know, but everything's got a sale on it. Everything in the store. And they tried to take that away and make it higher end. And the customer that you're talking about did not like that. They mm-hmm. they loved walking in and feeling like they were getting a bargain or a deal. And so they had to, I think the CEO either admitted that they were wrong or was fired. Basically, they went back to their old strategy of everything's on sale. Yeah. But you don't know it. Like you walk in thinking it's a Belk or a, a you know. Macy's or whatever, but every, but instead of it just being like high end and people spraying perfume in your face, you are down the middle of it or whatever. It's just sell stuff everywhere, mm-hmm. like sell, sell. Oh, this is great! Everything's on discount. Is it? I don't know. And then they went bankrupt. <laughs> and the story. And the story is they, well, but that was a probably a confluence of many things. Yeah. You know, internet. Well, but I mean, they didn't different make, sales. They didn't make that bad des- experience. They didn't make that decision to be high end because they were doing well in the first place. Yeah, they were trying to switch their model up to appeal to a and customer that likes in, that experience. Well, what they did was hired one of these jack consultants. You can't say that. I, I just did. That comes in from the outside, doesn't know your business, doesn't try to learn it, and then tells you like. It's you, like you need to shift and disrupt, just like the banking industry. It's like the yes. first four episodes of Mad Men. It's basically the, exactly what's going on. Yeah. Remember but that? They, yeah. But, uh, but they just come in and like, when you hire somebody to fix your business and the first thing they try to do is change it. Now, there's that whole like, sorry, I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox for a second. Nah, but soapbox. As an ad agency guy, I come behind the consultants that, that tried to change business a lot. And look, the old thing, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Well, that doesn't mean you need a whole paradigm shift in how you operate business. I mean, a 10% shift one way or the other, one, is much more sustainable and uh, maybe uh, healthier. I mean, how many of these stories like JCPenney have you, have you seen where somebody with no skin in the game came in, probably made millions of dollars telling them how to fix their business and tanked it? It happens over and over, and it keeps or, happening. Or it was unfixable to begin with. Yeah, and, and they, they didn't call and, it. And they just took advantage of it. Because it was the, easier to yeah. bilk them and move I don't. I don't think any of those things are unfixable. Like the, well, it's what we have to believe is if Amazon can start from scratch and take over, and there's a bank that you and I watched in a market. We did kind of a Levitt Dubner um, in a in a major growing metro market that was started the same time a bank branch was acquired. Yeah, and the startup bank just just killed it. The asset growth and everybody and there's a lot of reasons unencumbered by the past and the old ways and all that but you cannot convince me that the incumbent 
doesn't have the same chance that the, oh, that the upstart does. You can't convince me of that. And it's just like JCPenney with this. They could have figured something out with their resources. They're logistics experts, and they staff and fund all of these stores and distribute goods and planograms and all that. That stuff's rarefied air. Here's, here's a crazy one. Think about Disney World. Think about the rarefied air of the of the skill of like being able to build a park. It just made me happy to think about Disney World. It's awesome, isn't it? It's so. But look, much you fun. go to you're going uh, in this fall, and a couple of our Shh, colleagues don't are. Don't tell people. Well, okay. If you want to see John at Disney World, spend all fall there. Maybe you'll <laughs> run into him. Anyway, my oldest daughter was just there on her senior trip, but you look around at like all these like incredibly niche experiences, and like. One, how do you get a job here? And if you try to get a job somewhere else, how do you apply the skills of like planning how to entertain people in a line with all this like like I was at this Avatar ride and it's like all this history of the Pandora people, whatever they're called, the Navi. But here's the thing today, what an advantage mobile phones have given you because now everyone just looks at their phone while they're waiting in line yeah. compared to But they don't 15, skip on the experience they don't, because of but, it. But but that was that, built fifteen years yeah. ago before people knew how to yeah. sit there and just but they still Twitter want you to immerse, but now what they do, so so Galaxy's Edge that came up, the Star Wars experience, they want to keep you engaged, so they put these barcodes on boxes leading up to getting on the Millennium Falcon that you're like doing this smuggler's gamification in line, scanning a box to see what contents and playing games. Which is great because the whole thing is to get your attention off waiting in line. Yeah. Could banks do that in Taylor Rose? Well, hopefully the lines aren't that long, but I do think that banks have spent so much time like working on the the customer journey map, which is like again a consultant thing that they've convinced like the emperor's new clothes. Like you don't know what's going on with the customer. Like I dare say, if you've worked at a bank for more than three, you to six probably months, know more than anybody about what's going on, with especially the customer. with on the front yours, row. especially with yours, and to get somebody else to come in. And if this offends a consultant out there, good. The Good. new customer journey experience is they pick up their phone, their face ID logs you in, and you look at your yeah. app. That's or, that's the customer journey. Or they're walking in because they're still old school and they want to have a they. But my point is, it's like there's, it's not a Disney World line. I got so I got a call yesterday from a company that wanted to smell smell me. That's funny. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a funny funny slip because they were selling scents for your bank. <laughs> so they wanted to say your bank could smell like, I don't know, a fire and s'mores at Christmas time or you know. Peppermint candy canes or something. Like, literally, they had all these scents, and I was like, why would I want to do this? Because it it enhances the journey when the customer walks in. They smell it, and then after they smell it, I'm like, but it's, it's fake. It's yeah. not, I mean, it, it's still not the real thing. And look, I want to give a caveat. I've been doing this for a long time, so the customer journey, I, this is what I do every day. If somebody's trying to convince you you're stupid about it or ignorant about it from the outside, I'm just telling you they're trying to build. Well, what I think is funny, too, is I watch, kind of like you've been doing this, so have I, for over two decades now, and I watched the same consultants switch the consultant speak from, you know, what's hot to hot. Like it was, everyone's big data. You don't know what to do with big data, big data, whatever it is. You know, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. And then next it's social media. You're not on it. You don't know. And all of it's like what you don't know. And then next it's like, you've got to go digital. Digital is the thing. You've got to do digital. Now. And then it switches to less branching, new universal banker. And it's like, dude, you weren't talking about that 10 minutes ago. Well, and the thing is, is what, what I think is hard to do is like budgeting, like the blocking and tackling of it, like planning. Those those things are hard. That's not exclusive to banking. Let me say this. 
if you go be a CMO or director of marketing or in any marketing department anywhere in the world, predicting the sales flow of Lowe's lumber and building a circular, that's also hard over there. Well, think about this. But understanding the customer is not the hard part. Just 18 months ago, banks were literally like firing up deposit gathering campaigns. Mm -hmm. And now, due to the pandemic, which no one saw coming... Flush with deposits. Everyone's flush with deposits. Yeah. And so it's so it's like to your point, you can no, be it's all the, fake money, like made up inflation money, but Oh, uh, agree, but it's still deposits in your bank. Yeah. And until there's a rate change that impacts that inflation one way or the other, you're just sitting there as a marketer like, hey, we didn't do a darn thing and we grew deposits by twenty percent or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Your LTDs all change now and you know, not what it could be because there's not as much demand for loans and if the loans are is so competitive because everyone's got money right now. Yeah, and so rates are dropping and it, and already low rate inv- I mean it's and and people have cash so you're having less overdrafts if your bank does that. So it's like you, you can look through like the whole spiel of the environment for banks right now is is good as far as people being financially fake healthy, I guess they're they're healthy, but it's like the fake's probably not the right. It's like artificially healthy. Unless right you're now. in a business that employs people, it's like artificially healthy. Yeah. But they are because you've got cash. So, but for a bank, your fee your fee structure is probably lower on uh, certain products. Your uh, you know you're not getting the lending margin you could have gotten, and you're flushed with deposits, and you're trying to figure out what to do with them. Yeah. So now every consultant's like, here's what you do with all your deposits. Yeah. Well, where were you 18 months ago? And I oh, you were trying to tell me how to get the deposits, but yeah. And so my point is, it's just like. <laughs> There's it's smart people, but they're but the the tune changes to get back to music every time. There's a, there's a <laughs> we new haven't thing. talked about music because we haven't talked about music. That at was all. a that was a that was a thinly veiled attempt to make light of the misery of a of a baseball fan. Yeah, John, I I censure you on that. Okay, no more you, music. You've can, been you've been admonished. We can talk more about the retail experience because that's where it kind of came off. We got this end of this podcast. If anybody hung out, where where, how, where are we? We got a couple more minutes. Okay, so hang but, in with us. But so it's gonna get even better. To my point, back to the the, the Belk experience. And I have nothing against Belk or Macy's or Coles. Any of these? You like Coles or, or TJ Maxx or any of them? They're all just big retailers. Well, TJ Maxx is a little different. It, it they is, sell distressed goods. They, they do, but still a cool experience. You feel like you're going in there discovering something. But that's that was what J.C. Penney I think was going for. Yeah. But it was not distressed. It was full price retail at appearance of sale pricing. But I think all these guys did that to themselves. I mean, I don't think Macy's is Macy's anymore. These um, what Neiman Marcus, like you know, Neiman Marcus was an experience. You were supposed to cookie. You were supposed to. It was like the Ritz Carlton of uh, as they do the community banking. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's why I love everybody says that. But the Ritz Carlton has the the experience. If you say that and you've never been to a Ritz Carlton, you might need to stop saying it. That's pretty funny. I've never been to a Ritz Carlton. Uh, No, I've been to Waldorf Astoria. Astoria. That's that's a Hilton family. I know, but it's they're, they're they're the two like. They're not the Ritz. Waldorf Astoria's I, not? I, no, it's not like the Ritz. I have stayed at the Ritz. I have stayed at the Ritz before, Josh. Yeah. but I, And it is, they are kind of like, you know, your butler when you walk in. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's almost sometimes too much. Yeah. Like you're like, I just want to go to my room. I don't need like you to follow me and unpack everything for me and tell me about the local would things you, stuff. Would, you, uh, would they bring you a taco if you wanted one? They probably would. Because 1980s. Song putting on the Ritz by the band Taco. Yes, just tied that together for you, which was auto tuned. Was it? Yes, very. Like it had the faded oh, yeah. auto tune. Yeah, yeah. 
I loved that song as a kid. Like I, of course I, you did. Come on, I was like, everybody did. I was like, oh, look at this song. It's different. Did Ritz Crackers ever buy that for a commercial? No, it's about the Ritz Carlton. I know, but they should have. Did Ritz Crackers come from the Ritz Carlton? That's a good question. Let's get a Google from our producer, Bobby. Okay. A so, bite of good life. So the, the name Ritz. was chosen with a... I guess before copyright infringement. Yes, with a, during the Great Depression to make them think they were getting a bite of the good life by the Ritz ideal. The, they are good crackers. The old brand of Ritz. They're better than a saltine. But I, I just prefer the saltine experience sometimes. I'm kind of but when someone says it's the Cadillac of something, they've never driven a Cadillac. It's the Ritz Carlton of something. They've never stayed in there. That makes me kind of smile like, oh, do tell. Yeah. Do tell. What's it like to drive a Cadillac? Yeah. I've ridden in one. I've never driven. I don't think I've ever driven a Cadillac. I've driven a Cadillac. I have not. And it's just like Many dri- times. It's just driving a nice-ish a car. car. I mean, I, have a, I drive a nice car, and it's kind of like it's a conveyance. Yeah, I, I don't want the Ritz experience. I can, I, I can tell you know this about me. Like I, I don't want the extra help. So neither do I. And I'll tell you this: this this may come back to the retail of banking versus in person versus digital. Is my favorite thing about Hilton hotels, which I stay in a lot, and they're not paying me to say that, but that it is the digital key. Are you a diamond member? I am a diamond member. Showing up and just. Having your key sent to your phone and walking through the lobby, not talking to anyone, having to meet with anyone, having to give them any information because you've already done it online. That's the other thing that I laugh when I have to. I don't laugh. I cringe when I stay in other hotels and I go to the front desk and they ask me the exact same information that I put in when I booked the room. Why do I have to give you the information twice and slow down my day? And also when you get to hotels, especially if you're business travel, you might be in a rush. You have a meeting. You might be under stress or maybe you're, you're not. You're meeting someone. Why do I have to do what I just did on my phone or online? And Hilton has Hilton and their family hotels have this figured out to where you book it online, you can cancel it online instantly with your phone. I can't tell you how many times I've been on these soccer trips and we may lose on Saturday, so we're not playing on Sunday. So I'll just cancel my room and head back, and I don't have to go talk to anyone. I don't have to yeah. give them some excuse. I don't have to turn in a key because it's on my phone digitally. Yeah. And that digital key on my phone is one of the key reasons. Ha <laughs> ha. It's almost like a diamond that that I use Hilton. Yeah, and I and I didn't stay in one last week. It's just simple on like a trip. Si- simple. Well, like, I had to spend ten minutes at the counter. And you want a water and, and a put cookie your credit and card like, back no. in. And, and, and I just gave you all that to rent the room. Can we see the credit card you booked the room with? But I booked it with the same card. Yeah, yeah. How many people are bilking people? Like, do you not have a system that between the day that I book it and the day that I physically show up, you could have figured out if somebody was doing credit card fraud? Well. And the whole like call, I don't know. It's it's the same thing with with banking though. If I can open an account online and skip the whole Ritz process, you know the, the people may not value anyway. That's that's my point. When you hear where's the relationship and it's this, I get it. I like having a banker when I need one. Yeah, but I think there's a shift, pandemic shift, personal shift, generational shift that like people just want to like. I want to open my bank account and go about my business. I don't yeah. need you to sit there and walk me through six accounts and what I need and what I do and how to do this. And I I'll can, give you 40% of a discount. Like, like that woman. That I wouldn't have taken. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they lost money in the interaction. And I guess for my data, they figure they're going to, they've got the wrong person if they think they're going to sell <laughs> yeah. me something. They absolutely have the wrong person. You're going to, uh, just look at John and, like, if you see him at a conference, be like, oh, is that belt? Is, yeah, that, is that a belt shirt? Did yeah. you get that from belt? John's going to wear all belt from here on out. He's like, 
Methinks the Johnny does all, protest all too much. All I think about Belk though is like the big Tommy Hilfiger like section because I don't see that online a lot, and so yeah. like all I think about are like the shirts with like the big soup stain size logo on your left kind of rib. Yeah, and like just all Tommy. types of crazy design. Yeah, Tommy. I guess the takeaways are this. Please do tell. Shift in experience. The client wants to be able to handle it without it impact with a minimal impact on their day to day life. They want efficiency over service now. I feel like that. Now, some mm-hmm. customers don't, but some customers want the efficiency over the, the handheld service and doubling up on data is a frustration to the client. Hotel double up, having to give it at the, at the check. I think it's point. I think if you ask for data, like the thing about Belk that we can give them a great kudos on is they used your data immediately. You knew what it was for and they connected the dots. I think this is a big thing about data and data gathering. When you ask for a client's data, then you use it. Even for something they may not want, like an email, a marketing email, their confidence interval, the goodwill towards you actually goes up. Yeah. Now, if you overmarket somebody, it immediately goes down. But when you give, when a company asks you for data or when your company asks somebody for data and you don't do anything with it, then ask them for it again, not good. It tanks. I still don't understand the like triple ask too. Like I booked the hotel, you asked me everything on here, and then I walk in, and it's like, name, um, credit card that you booked the hotel in, address. And then you hear them typing, and I'm like, I just gave you all that information. what do you need this for? I guess because they want to email you solicitations. But they don't. A lot of them don't. I, I don't get much correspondence from hotels. But um, anyway. Which I think is crazy. I've told this before, and I would tell anybody in the hotel industry. You know, geotargeting as a thing is, you know, whatever for banks. Pretty good. Um, I think it's kind of run its course on, like, the geoconquest. Hotels need to be geoconquesting. Hilton needs to run ads at all Marriott properties to say, having a bad experience. When you're at the check-in line. so Just know everywhere, because where can you have a bad experience in a hotel? At the hotel. I mean, yeah. You had one, obviously, with your, you know, area date, uh, master's. Augusta Double Diamond. Go back to five podcasts. Yeah. Listen to that. You had that, but like your bed sucks, your checking experience sucks. You have that experience at the hotel. When I get to the room and I pull up ESPN just to like, oh God, finally I get to chill out. If it was like, did your experience suck? You should try Hilton. Like, well, maybe I will. And much like the banking industry, the hotel industry, I think is still a little behind on uh, SEO because, oh, yeah. well, to my point, we were, we, a few weeks ago, we went to Columbus, Georgia, which is a great town, to do some marketing for our bank. And Josh was with us. We had a, a, a shoot there. I was looking for a hotel on the river because there's this cool river that runs. Is it Chattahoochee? What river is it that runs through yeah, Columbus? Yeah, Chattahoochee. Yeah, that runs through the middle of Columbus. Muddy water means so much to me. It, it does. It is a music podcast this whole time. If you I can, learned about living and I learned who I was. I learned a little about. A little, a lot about a lot about living. And a little about love. Yeah. Something like that. But anyway, uh, Alan Jackson. So I was looking for a hotel on the river. And as I Googled hotels on the river, I got just a list of hotels in, in uh, Columbus. But they were all talking about stuff to do with the hotel and not the location of where it was. And I was like, I want to be on the river, not like near. But we have breakfast and Wi-Fi. And I'm like, who doesn't have Wi-Fi now? One. And breakfast. And I just want to know they if free are HBO, you located? Oh my that's god, a big deal! 
Anyway. That still makes me laugh that that's a thing you would choose a hotel to stay in. Free HBO. Well, because it travels with you on your phone now. Like yeah. if you if you like HBO. For, for, for people of our station, yes, yes. it does. Yeah. Not so, for everybody. Yeah, because, oh, man, they got HBO. Let's, let's stay in a hotel to sit in the room and watch TV What pisses all night. me off about these hotels is I can't – they don't have smart TVs. That, I, I would just rather have a, a blank TV that doesn't you play just anything. Then you connect to and put your, I can just your Netflix Prime, yeah. HBO, Apple, whatever Just on. from my phone, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I love pulling them off the wall, putting your HDMI in the back yeah. of it and just running it off your computer. Yeah. And like, well, this – I can watch exactly what I want to because I have subscriptions to every channel out there, which is insane right now. Yeah. Which is another thing. Someone needs to come up with – there, I think there are apps that control that, but that kind of merges it all together and just well, pushes what they're it through. Do, they go and hunt them down and help you cancel them. I just want them all together because I don't know. You know, I may be paying. It's funny paying for stars well, four I, times. Well, my my point is, I've cut my cable, so I don't have cable. Yeah, it's all but scissors. I probably overpay what I would pay for cable with all of my Apple Prime. Yeah. HBO but it's all unbundled, Go. so it's you're paying three hundred dollars a month. But you don't realize but you cut off that eighty dollar a month cable bill and feel like you've done something. Yeah, I've done something great, and then you're getting these twenty dollar little hits. Yeah, on all then the, pay that thirty dollar like um, Disney pre- Netflix, plus Netflix premium. Prime, Disney Paramount. Like you go down the line, you're like, oh, I'm paying tons of money for all this. Yeah. So they got you with the trick. Yeah. I guess we've uh, we've we've run a pretty good gamut. On uh, music today, it was a very, very interesting music podcast. We talked a lot about it. I think there are more music reference. This actually was a music podcast because even the ones that we called out, there, there are a lot of music references in in this podcast. Yes, if you're into that sort of thing, which I can't imagine you being. And I hope to God everybody's here for entertainment for the last. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Yeah. today. Look at me. It's a good song. I That's could a- be. What? Center field. The center fielder. Yes. In Omaha, unless you play for Arkansas. Oh, my God. Then you couldn't. I'm just, um, anyway. For the Marketing Money Podcast, it's the Tennessee Vols' biggest fan as they go to Omaha this week. And a tangential Mississippi State fan. And a tangential Mississippi State fan as they take on. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Texas. So, and Tennessee plays Virginia, I believe. So, uh, is that right? I think so. Anyway, I don't have it in front of me, so that's weird that I'm a fan. But I'm yeah, super fan. Super fan. Enough to do a whole Inside Joke podcast, it seems, and hijack it just to pick on somebody. Which is just genius. Yeah. Just evil genius. Evil genius. All right. We will see you all in a couple weeks. Later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.